Hello and good morning. Namaste from Nepal. It's 8 o'clock while I'm recording this. So today, uh, your biggest questions about coronavirus answered. Okay, so there are there are answer to some of the biggest questions our reader have to have about the outbreak which we collected in a survey through social media and other avenues okay so how does the virus spread can it be in food coronavirus spread mainly through droplets in the air the virus can be also found in the contaminated surface and end up infecting someone after they touch the surface and then touch their face whether coronavirus meets the definition of airborne is a matter of debate among scientists the reason we're distancing distancing ourselves at six feet two meters or more is because generally speaking this is the range that will be that will keep your keep you protected if an infected individual is coughing or sneezing and therefore spreading droplets with coronavirus through the air ideally you'd you'd want to stay away farther away but six feet is minimum According to the FDA, there is currently no evidence that the coronavirus transmission transmission occurs through the food. Keep up with the same step you normally take to prevent foodborne illness. So, how is the coronavirus spread by infected people who have no symptoms? According to Harvard Medical School Coronavirus Research Center, people who are infected with coronavirus but not showing symptoms can still spread the virus. Aerosolized droplets containing the virus can still exist, exist the body through breath and speech and float through the air. Infecting healthy individual must can help prevent the spread of the virus. Whether asymptomatic causes are the main causes of the spread, of the virus is less clearer. We don't know yet how many infected adults are asymptomatic, according to CDC. After 3,700 passengers were on the Diamond Princess cruise ship who tested positive for COVID-19, about 46% were asymptomatic at the time of testing. Asymptomatic causes and presymptomatic causes, the former never show symptoms, the latter will eventually show symptoms. Are contagious but it's not yet clear how their contagiousness stack up against asymptomatic causes this is why social distancing is important for everyone no matter how healthy someone might seem why does germany have a much lower fatality rate than the other eu countries as of the april 7th germany has 107458 confirmed cases of coronavirus the fifth of any country in the world. Yes, it its death tally stands at 1,983, but more than five times the French, which has 110,049 confirmed cases. Germany has experienced a strange outbreak than most other major countries. The New York Times reports that the averages of infected passengers lower in Germany than many than many other countries and fatality rates among the younger are far lower than any among the elders average age of infection in germany is 49 in france is 62. germany has also been testing people more aggressively than out there than their european counterparts in the mold of asian countries like china and south korea germany is testing hundreds of thousands of individuals a week Patients are identified early, doctors can administer life-saving treatment sooner, and public health officials have, have been able to spot causes of mild, no symptoms, 
and isolate them before those individuals can infect others, as opposed to the US where individuals can only get tested if they are symptomatic. Germany has been able to test people who are asymptomatic. Contact tracing has also been an aggressive tool in tracking down potentially sick individuals and testing and isolating them. Germany has also done a good job of ensuring that its hospitals and healthcare facilities could manage cases without being overwhelmed. There's been no shortage of bed, ventilators or other equipment or stuff. Can infection cause permanent effect and complications? Yes. Many patients who come down with COVID-19 pneumonia experience acute respiratory distress syndrome ARDS, a form of respiratory failure where the lungs are suddenly overwhelmed by inflammation and unable to deliver oxygen to the body's vital organs. ARDS has mortality rate of 30 to 40% and is the leading cause of COVID-19 related death. There isn't a whole lot of literature about what happens if you survive ARDS, but long-term lung damage is a possibility, especially for all older individuals. UK doctors report that lung damage sustained by ARDS survivors may take 15 years to heal. Hong Kong doctors told the South China Morning Post that they witnessed COVID-19 survivors see a 20-13% drop in lung function, function after recovering from infection. If PCR tests are so easily contaminated, how sure are we about the accuracy of the cases number? Should we be suspicious? PCR is a gold standard platform for testing. Even a tiny amount of virus in a patient sample can be found and amplified for detection and testing. That doesn't mean the test is a foolproof. Yes, the regains can be easily contaminated, which is precisely what botched the CDC's initial rollout of coronavirus states in February. But that's why there are control tests that are used to ensure the entire platform is running as it should. The problem with the CDC February test were that the negative control were faulty, which was almost immediately made known. There is no reason to be suspicious of PCR tests for diagnosis, diagnosing coronavirus. It's possibly, it's probably the most accurate testing platform we have for diagnosing COVID-19. How does coronavirus affect pregnancy? At this time, there is no evidence to suggest being pregnant increase your risk for getting coronavirus or that your risk of developing severe symptoms increases with pregnancy. According to CDC, there is no increased risk of miscarriage with COVID-19. We don't have much data on whether SARS-CoV-19. According to CDC, there is no risk increased risk of miscarriage with COVID-19. We don't have much data on whether SARS-CoV-2 can infect infants. And the limited data we have according to Harvard Medical School, a vast majority of mothers with COVID-19 gave birth of babies who showed no clinical evidence of infection. There is also no evidence of the virus infecting breast milk. Expecting mothers should practice safe hygiene and social distancing at this time and should also speak with their healthcare providers if they have any specific questions. Okay. Have restrictions and lockdowns prevent flu transmission and death as well? 
The 2019-2020 influenza season saw a steady decline in number throughout the month of March, leading to the CDC, the number of clinical cases testing positive for flu decreased from 24.3% at the end of February to 2.1% for the week ending in March 28. <clears throat> That's not exactly surprising as numbers always tend to decline as, as we near so but but the drop has been pretty sharp it's too early to say whether social distancing measures are responsible and how great of a role they played other factors involved include the effectiveness of the vaccines and how many people got it how infectious the flu was this year and how rigorously people were tested and whether the covid 19 pandemic played a role in in incentivizing testing we won't know for sure until epidemiologists get a chance to look over the data. <coughs> okay. <coughs> so, does COVID-19 really cause a loss of smell and taste? On March 20, scientists with ENT UK, a professional organization representing ear, nose and throat doctors, reported that the loss of smell and taste seem to be a symptom of coronavirus infection <clears throat> based on an anecdote anecdotal anecdotal reports from colleagues around the world the authors wrote that it seems 13 30 percent of confirmed confirmed covid 19 cases in south korea experienced anosmia loss of smell is the measure preventing symptom in otherwise mild cases in germany anosmia were reported by two-thirds of covid 19 patients and the truth is, it's not entirely surprising. Post-viral an anosmia is caused of 14, 40% of all cases where someone loses their sense of smell. The ENT UK statement say previously studied coronavirus cases anosmia in 10 to 15% of all infection. Although it's, it's a normal part of many viral infections, the reason anosmia is concerned for COVID-19 is because it's often presenting itself in a very mild infection in the absence of more severe symptoms like fever coughing and shortness of breath there are people who aren't really presenting as ill in any significant way so they may not be self-isolating themselves as they should but before we jump to conclusion we need to wait for published data that shows without a doubt anosmia is a symptom of covid 19. okay if you're experiencing a loss, loss of smell and taste these days it's not a definitive sign that you have coronavirus but it might be a sign that you should be extra vigilant about self-isolating and perhaps seek out covid 19 taste if it's available so how does this end nobody knows well epidemiologist at empiric Imperial College London suggests we should we could see a worst-case scenario of 2.64 million Americans infected and 2.2 millions dead. We also don't know some important thing about the virus including how many asymptomatic causes there are making it difficult to plan. After the outbreak in Wuhan became public in late December, Chinese authorities began enforcing strict measures on travel and activity designed to stop the spread of the virus as aggressively as possible. It seems to be working. China reports no new cases in Wuhan on March 15. Strict measures are said to have 
helped reduce the number of new infection in hard hit places in like uh, places like south korea as well unfortunately for every south korea or singapore there's a case like italy which did not handle the initial outbreak well and this is now reeling from the effects with virus spreading incredibly fast and taxing healthcare systems well beyond capacity that's part of the reason we don't know how this will end we don't get at the system of containing the virus that is universally adhered to around the world just last week uk was suggesting it would uh, forgo strict mandated uh, on social distancing and isolation and instead taking a slow approach that would allow 60% of its population to become infected in order to encourage herd immunity thus about Uh, the about face of this policy may have come to light. The pandemic could reach a natural end when it finally spreads n- to nearly every part of the world and no longer no longer has um, anywhere else to go. But that would even that would leave an unthinkable number of people dead. We could see a combination of vari- various uh, antiviral treatment being fast tracked sooner to help tra- treat cases and continued effort to. Sh- help slow the spread of the flatten the curve but the solution that saves the most lives in, is a vaccine that provides immunity that will probably take another 18 months to develop and that's and there is no telling yet how effective it might be so how is a quarantine supposed to work the idea behind uh, quarantine is a uh, is to isolate people who are or may be infected in order to prevent them from transmitting the illness to others or to sequester healthy people and make sure they stay home if you restrict someone's movement beyond the incubation period of infection you can isolate new cases as they come up prevent the spread of infection and treat those who fall sick there's some elasticity in what qualifies as a quarantine not being allowed to leave home or being kept in isolation within the hospitals are pretty strict form sometimes quarantines are not mandatory but self imposed by individuals who think they might be sick and doing the right thing uh, by waiting out the incubation period or recovering from illness before going out in the public again quarantines are only one of the least list of action that can be taken to increase distancing limit the number of cases at any one time so the peak case load is much easier for a healthcare system to manage okay how fast can coronavirus mutate mutation are natural to every gene on the planet including those that part of the virus in in fact We can study these mutations in the coronavirus genome itself to see whether outbreak in a single country are related. So far it appears the rate of mutation in coronavirus is less than a half of the rate of 8 to 10 times per month for influenza. And more specific number will come as researchers spend more time studying the virus. It's a um, It's harder to say how specifically we can use this information. Multiple genetic mutations are required for a virus to evolve into something much um, something more uh, virulent or threatening. Current research suggests that suggests two major strain of uh okay. Yeah. Of coronavirus affecting the human di- humans differ by uh, differs by just 0.007%. Uh, 
so there's no reason to think the a vaccine developed for one won't work against the other okay so if you survive coronavirus once can you be reinfected there's a few reports so far that individuals who have con- contracted the disease and be and being cleared of the virus have tested positive again so far this seems to be extremely rare in china they seem to account for less than 0.2% of all infectious other uh, literature show that the scientists have observed persistent infection of coronaviruses in animals we still don't know enough about the virus or about in, about how immunity develops after infection to say much more about how this might work thus far it seems rare enough not to be alarmed about and most scientists seems to think uh, errors more likely to more likely to explain why some recovered patients are testing positive what should we expect as spring arrives will the warm weather hurt or help our efforts to stop the virus this is one of the biggest questions and everyone's like asking is about them so yeah a big question about questions scientists are trying to answer is whether coronavirus peaks during the winter and ebbs during the summer like the flu if there is a seasonal aspect to the virus then it also means we have a plan to we have to plan for levels of infection in the northern hemisphere to rise rapidly is autumn sets in the answer is unclear a new study that hasn't been peer reviewed yet suggests that 95 of the positive cases globally have thus far occurred between minus 2 and 10 degrees centigrade which could indicate greater transmission in cooler climates the prospects of seasonality is already influencing how some countries are approaching the problem the uk's malignant form strategy to encourage herd immunity assumed in part that the country needed to plan for keeping the healthcare system from being overwhelmed by peak case load in winter yet so many different variables can influence transmission we've only known about the virus for a few months and have yet to actually observe what will happen as the season change the virus may just battle through the summer unimpeded or it may exhibit strange behavior in the winter we need more data to make some strong prediction how long are people contagious when they are infected The answer depends on the study you read. A recent study by German scientists suggests that people who are test positive are more contagious contagious before they've tested. And okay, symptoms can appear anywhere between 2 and 14 days after the infection. On the plus side, the same study shows that after about 8 to 10 days of symptom, patients were no longer infectious. This seems to show that Though the disease is pretty contagious at one one set the body gets rid of the virus quickly once antibody production turns on which is typically um, within 6 to 12 days yet another study however suggests that the virus can endure the body for median of 20 days after infection and as long as 37 days in some cases the rule of thumb is being promoted so far to is to remain quarantine for 14 days from the moment you develop symptom okay 
what are the core health and medical tools technologies and resources we need to handle we need to handle thousand or ten ten of thousands of cases in the cities and towns around the US why haven't we scaled up production one of the biggest concern uh, concern concerning healthcare systems down the road is availability of medical ventilators for hospitalized patients covid-19 is a respiratory disease and for those severely affected is a, it is it's critical to be able to provide oxygen or mechanical help with breathing the us has only 160000 ventilators available at the moment a fraction of what may be needed if virus hits harder current business models are just not designed to incentive incentivize this level of manufacturing though there are efforts to change that right now but by far the me- biggest immediate need is testing kit we have a simple masses for all countries test 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 thank you so much for listening take care and stay safe